disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 115. That is 115 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Tim Bridgewater. Uh, make sure you head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast we've been having a pretty good time over there lately uh <laughs> i don't know i think i've been posting a little bit more lately than normal and there's just been some pretty interesting posts i'm gonna try to keep that up so uh for everyone who's been checking out the page and checking out the posts and liking and sharing and commenting and such uh appreciate that uh, obviously the more you interact with that page i believe the more likely you are to see those posts when they're posted I'm pretty sure that's the way the Facebook algorithms work these days when it comes to Facebook pages. Um, the more you like the post, comment, the more likely you are to see the post as they pop up. Um, so if you're someone who's liked the page and you're wondering why you never see anything, just start clicking like, clicking love, clicking haha, whatever you got to click. Uh, just start interacting with the page a little bit more and you'll start to be able to see those posts as they come up a little bit more frequently. I want to thank everybody for uh, being very patient with this very, oh man, I, I'm not even going to go into it, but <laughs> let's say I'm getting closer and closer every day to restabilizing my life, uh, thus restabilizing the podcast, hopefully, right? So thanks for being patient with that. Uh, I haven't talked about this in a while, but there is an Instagram page for the podcast. I'm sorry. I, I, I forget about it too. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to update it and all those things, but you know, the more follows I get over there, the more likely I'll be to post things, right? It's just kind of the way it works. If I feel like I'm not getting a lot of sort of, uh, traffic on a certain outlet or platform, then that one ends up getting neglected, right? I'm sure you guys have noticed I never mentioned Twitter on here, right? <laughs> I mean, I do have a Twitter account and I have gotten a couple of people that have actually reached out through Twitter before just to tell me how much they enjoy the podcast. And I need to apologize to those people because I never check Twitter. I mean, it's very just very rarely do I use Twitter for any reason, whatever like that. So I'm not even really asking anyone to follow me there. Of course, if you want to, I'm not opposed to it, but it doesn't I don't really I don't ever tweet anything. <laughs> it's gotten to the point now. The only time I ever really use Twitter is if I'm trying to enter a contest of some sort that involves retweeting something. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But the Instagram account I would like to use because there's just a lot of potential for a lot of cool stuff over there. You know, as far as me going live on Instagram, you know, just making posting photos of my action figures, any Dragon Ball related things I may come across, any crazy ideas I may get. it will be a good place for you to go and check that kind of stuff out. Uh, and of course, there's always the YouTube channel, which is still uh, you still at this point still have to just search Rock the Dragon podcast to find a YouTube channel. And of course, there is the music video on that YouTube channel for my cover uh, of Chose's Dynamic. Most of you guys have probably seen that by now. Most of you guys have probably heard the song. If you have not or if you have, go watch it one more time. It's kind of creeping up on a thousand views. I mean, it's once again, it's, it's, it's hard to get people to discover your work. Uh, because I think that, that that video should have way more than that by now. But, you know, if no one knows about it, then they can't see it. So, you know, if you're a longtime fan of the podcast and you wouldn't mind, go make sure you watch it again. Give it a, a thumbs up and share it one time for me. And then maybe it can kind of catch on and people will, 
you know, decide they want to take a look at it. And with that being said, if you have not downloaded the song itself yet, then you want to do that. Okay, you can get that on uh, Apple Music. I believe it may be on Google Music now. It's probably it's on Spotify. It's on a couple different places. Um, You know, just go to the Facebook page to find a link. If you want to search for it, you find it under American Avenue. Once again, American Avenue is the name of the uh, is the sort of stage name of my friend Nick. He's the one that helped me actually with the instrumentation of the song and et cetera. And of course, that's me singing on the song. Okay, so you can find it on the American Avenue because, well, he already had an established sort of, (laughs) you know, artists uh, account. uh, I can't think of the word right now, but (laughs) he always had sort of a he already has sort of a uh, presence. Oh, gosh, man, almost. He already has sort of a presence as a musician and an artist out there. So it made sense to just put it under his name. Okay, but it will be it'll be American Avenue, you know, featuring Tim Bridgewater with Tim Bridgewater, chose as dynamic, whatever, whatever. Uh, I believe it's only a dollar. So, you know, that can go a long way in keeping this podcast going. If by some chance um, Dragon Ball Super ever returns, which right now we still don't know if that's going to happen. Once again, even if it does, we don't know how long it'll take for us to get an English dub of it. So right now we can just Go ahead and safely assume that everything will close out around episode 131. But of course, I will have a Patreon listed by that point. So anyone who wants to continue on with the bonus sort of things that I will talk about on a Patreon, including, you know, all the Dragon Ball Z movies, Dragon Ball GT. Uh, There's a new Dragon Ball video game that's coming out. I want to get into that. That'll be something that I'll probably be doing a lot of videos on and talking about over on Patreon, as well as anything above that can be movie reviews. TV show reviews. It's not just limited to Dragon Ball content. Okay, so keep an eye out for the Patreon information. That'll be coming very, very soon. Okay. All right. So with that being said, uh, I only have one email here this week for what are you saying? Our email segment. So I'm gonna go ahead and read it really quickly here. It says here, episode 115. Uh, this uh, this email is from Tan. Tan writes. My question for the next what are you saying is why did they put a subbed scene in the dubbed version? What was that about? And what if Goku and Vegeta actually did the Potara fusion? How would Vegeta fare in the tournament of power? I think they would do pretty good. Keep doing you, Tim. Love the podcast. Plus, what if 17 and 18 fused? Okay, Tan, thanks for your questions as always. Um, Thanks for switching over to uh, email for me. Tan usually sends me a message on uh, Instagram and I just don't <laughs> I don't really use Instagram for for, you know, what are you saying? So I appreciate you switching over to the email. It's the best place to email me to, if you know, if you have a question or a comment about something the you know, uh, the best thing to do is to send me an email. Right. That way I have it all together and I won't forget to read it like I did with Tan's message last week. OK, so I'm reading it this week. Um, but it kind of worked out because it was about one, it was about episode 115 anyway, right? Oh no, you, you had one before this that was about 114 that I missed. Okay, but we're just going to do 115 now since we've kind of moved on. All right, so, um, I don't actually understand. You, you, you're saying that they put a subbed scene in the dubbed version? What do you mean by that? You mean that there's an actual scene in the dub that had subtitles? Is that what you're saying there because i didn't see that 
So I may need you to kind of clarify what you meant by that. Uh, and you say, what if Goku and Vegeta actually did the fusion? Well, you know, we're, we're going to talk more about this in the episode talk, because obviously this comes up during the episode. Um, but what do I think Vegito would have done in the tournament of power? I mean, I think at, I think at this point, it's probably safe to assume that Vegito would be the strongest fighter in the tournament, depending on how. Uh, strong Jiren actually is, which we still don't know. <laughs> you know, we still don't know the limit of Jiren's powers, right? So all we can do is say that, it, you know, based on what we know about Vegito and based on what we know about uh, Jiren, then that probably would have been the final battle, right? Uh, I guess just depending, because we don't know how these things are going to turn out now in terms of, uh, you know, now that Goku has reached... Uh, Ultra Instinct, you know, we kind of talked about this um, as far as, you know, Ultra Instinct being a technique. Can it be stacked? Can you use that on top of Super Saiyan Blue? You know, I kind of talked about, you know, what would it be like to have a Super Saiyan Blue Vegito with Ultra Instinct like that? You know, the, is that even something that's possible? <laughs> and I said, hopefully not, because it seems like Ultra Instinct is its only its own thing. And we got to see that a little bit more, a lot more, actually, in this episode, because they kind of went out of their way to make sure Goku was knocked completely out of any sort of Super Saiyan mode before Ultra Instinct was even activated. So I don't know if that is a requirement, but it kind of seems like it is right. It kind of seems like a technique that will only sort of activate when he's not in any other form. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, so to answer your question, I, how do I think Vegito would have done? Well, Super Saiyan Blue Vegito would have been stupid strong. And, you know, I mean, I, I think certainly a Super Saiyan Blue Vegito, even a Super Saiyan, if we're being you know specific here, even a Super Saiyan level Vegito should be stronger than a Super Saiyan Kefla. Right. I mean, I you know, I, I, that's how I kind of feel about that. So. But who knows, right? They may have found some kind of way to make him a little bit weaker, especially because now that go, you know, Goku's he's he's making his way back through his transformations, but he's not at full power. So it's not like he's at the fullest level with any of his his forms at the moment. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to say how that would have turned out. But, you know, I'm kind of glad they didn't do it. But we'll talk more about it uh, in a minute. And you say, what if 17 and 18 fused? Well, what if? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would have no idea what that would even look like. <laughs> As, you know, we've, we've never seen a fusion between a male and a female <laughs> in Dragon Ball. So I'm not sure what that would look like if you can even do it. I mean, I, I would. It's they suggested Supreme Kai actually suggests it in this episode. But I think that was just more of like, you know, to sort of acknowledge it because. I, and I kind of appreciated the fact that he just wanted to acknowledge it where they're twins. So, you know, they're super compatible. They're probably the same height. You know, they're obviously the same age. You know, their power levels may not be the same or close enough. It's kind of hard to tell, I guess, at this point. But I have no idea what a 17 and 18 fusion would look like. I'm sure somebody out there on the Internet has done a fan version of it. Because, uh, I mean, I don't I don't know. How would that? I mean, do you have male parts or female parts or how would that work would they have both does that matter of course not but i mean in terms of the character design i guess it kind of matters right with certain 
body parts and stuff. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't want to get into it themselves either, and that's why they didn't do it. <laughs> anyway, Tan, thanks a lot for uh, sending me that email, man. Okay, that being said, we're going to switch over to the episode talk for this week. So, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 115, is going to cover... Uh, episode 115 of Dragon Ball Super titled Goku versus Kefla Super Saiyan Blue beaten question mark well I don't know I guess we'll find out you know thanks for spoiling the fact that he even goes blue in this episode <laughs> which we knew it was coming right or at least we kind of hoped that it was coming because Goku's been slowly sort of building back up to you know he's been going through each transformation um, you know kind of step by step so it's pretty inevitable that blue will come at some point but of course this episode resumes with uh yeah now we've got a freaking kefla right we've got a, a kale and califla fusion and she's now taking on super saiyan god goku okay so this is where the uh episode resumes um you know based on what we're seeing here you know Super Saiyan God Goku isn't really much of a match for base level Kefla, which is still a little bit <laughs> concerning, I guess, you know, and, and disturbing, really, because you, you guys know how I feel about this character and, 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 and all that. But they've they've, they've also kind of gone out of their way to mention several times that Goku's still not at 100 percent. Right. Because he had one hell of a fight with Jiren, not to mention every other fight that he's had in a tournament. And he's still just trying to regain his strength, probably a lot faster than he should, because he's going up in these levels before he's at 100 percent. So that's probably not the best idea. But, you know, he's kind of doing what he's got to do right now to, to, to stay in this fight. So we have to kind of respect that. So, yeah, Kefla's kind of whooping him up. Uh, <laughs> she spins him around and throws him into a mountain. Uh, and of course, she just kind of celebrates having having the power. You know, it's very clear to me that uh, Khalifa is the dominant personality here in the fusion, <laughs> right? Because there's no trace of Kale there. I mean, yeah, obviously you can hear the voice, but Kale was clearly not like this. She was not cocky, none of that. But Kefla is 100% uh, personality-wise appears to be more like Khalifa. Now, here's the part that I'm sure we've all been waiting for and wondering about since the moment that they fused, you know, was someone going to bring this up at some point? Was someone going to ask the question, is it even legal in terms of the tournament power rules to fuse? Right. And I'm so glad they did this because it would have been really stupid for them to not acknowledge it. And I have to say that Dragon Ball Super has been a lot better about acknowledging these sorts of things in Dragon Ball Z ever was, okay? I obviously still prefer Dragon Ball Z, and I will always prefer Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but there are certainly some things that Dragon Ball Super has done better. And I think it's something like this. I mean, sometimes they may over-explain some shit, you know, with the, the exposition, but I, I appreciate when they acknowledge things that we as the audience would be asking as well. Because our first question is, well, can she do that? Can they can they use the Potarian rings? Aren't those considered outside weapons? And it pretty much plays out exactly the way I thought it was going to. <laughs> and that is uh, the Grand Zenos think it's fun. So it's legal, you know, and I guess, well, I guess there's nothing else to say about that. 
because even Beerus was like, no, we're not going to we're not going to use them because we don't want to be disqualified because he thinks he thinks Champa should be disqualified for for doing it. But then they sort of officially announced that it's okay, and we get a quick little shot of Beerus just immediately ripping the earrings out of Supreme Kai's ears. <laughs> and then we go over to the other universes that are still in the tournament, and they're pretty much, for the most part, saying, "Nah, we're we're not going to fuse. We don't need to do that. There's no, it's not necessary." Um, so yeah. That pretty much answers that question, right? There's no debate on whether or not it's an outside weapon or none of that. It's just the Supreme, uh, the Grand Zenos think that it's fun, so it's legal. I mean, as much as I kind of don't like that as a concept, I mean, they've already kind of uh, established that they have the power to do that. They've done it before. They've let other things slide that probably shouldn't have uh, because they thought it was fun. So I guess we just have to accept it. So then we see Vegeta and Top going at it still. Uh, but then they're making sure to acknowledge the fact that Vegeta is still aware of what's going on with Kefla. Um, which I think is cool. Because it's, you know, he's 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 a Saiyan, you know, he, he has an investment in this whole thing as well. As far as, you know, and as someone else who's fused before and he just kind of seems to be keeping tabs on what's going on with that fight, even though he's fighting top. And I just, I kind of appreciate that. It shows that there is some sort of teamwork going on here. And then of course they bring us back over to Piccolo and Gohan. who are still fighting these universe six Namekians. Uh, and nothing of importance happens here. I mean, you know, we see Gohan kind of step in in front of Piccolo and release him a Sanko Ha, which is cool, which is always good to see. Um, one of the universe six Namekians gets his arm kind of blown off, but we know, well, we don't know, <laughs> we don't know this for the universe six Namekians or whatever, but you know, it's pretty safe to assume he's going to grow his arm back and he does it. So, you know, <laughs> I guess just in case we were wondering if they could do that, they can, we've seen them stretch. We've seen the arm come back so far. Their abilities seem to be right on par with Piccolo's. Okay. So now becomes a question over universe seven's bench uh, is, are we going to fuse? You know, are we going to, are we going to use this opportunity with the Poltar earrings? Now that we know that this is legal and here is where Supreme Kai suggests 17 and 18 as candidates and Krillin's like, Hey man, that's my wife, you know, it's like, because we got to remember that. I, I mean, it kind of doesn't matter anymore because they've already broken this rule several times. But initially, that Potara earring fusion is supposed to be permanent, right? <laughs> like they said that a long time ago when Goku and Vegeta first did it. And then, of course, they found ways to get around it. Oh, well, they got absorbed by Boo. That split them back up. They fused again against Goku Black or uh, Fuse Zamazu. And they split again after that. And I don't even remember how they split or why, but clearly it's not actually permanent. But you think that they would be. No one's actually acknowledging that here. No one's bringing that up. <laughs> no one's saying, oh, wait, you know, you guys do realize this is permanent, right? Like did Champa even tell them that Did he even tell Kale and Khalifa that <laughs> this is a permanent thing. Well, it's supposed to be. But then, you know, whatever, I guess if. If your universe wins, then you can use the Super Dragon Balls to split again, you know, or whatever you need to do, I guess. 
Maybe that's what happened. Did Goku and Vegeta use the Dragon Balls to split? Is that how they split again? I don't I don't know. No, that's how uh that's how Supreme Kai and Kabito split, right? Because some because they use the Dragon Balls or something. Um Where's Kabito, by the way? Why is he not here? Well, I, I mean it's only it's only the Kai's and the destroyers and the the angels, so yeah, I guess that makes sense he wouldn't be around for this. Anyway, so yeah, Krillin's like, no, man, that's my wife, dude. <laughs> and, and Beerus is like, yeah, they are twin siblings, but. And Supreme Kai even suggested they call them Android 35. It's not the stupidest idea. It's actually kind of cool the way they acknowledge that and even kind of thought about it in the whole Android 35 thing. Like, I kind of actually like that. But we stops in and thinks up and thinks about and says something that I didn't even even consider, right? Is that when you fuse, now you're one person, okay? You're way more powerful than you were before, but now you're one person instead of two. So if you get knocked out of the ring, that's two people eliminated. And as Beerus points out, uh, it, it's sort of a numbers game at this point. Whoever has the most amount of fighters remaining is going to win this thing. So it doesn't make sense to risk that at this point, right? And I like I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. I love I love the fact that they acknowledge it and then they said why we can't do it. Boom. That's good writing right there. Uh, so then we go over to one of these other universes. I, I forget the number, but they they decide they do want to attempt the fusion. Okay, is universe two maybe? Or whichever universe. Rebrian was from that one. Uh, they decide they do want to go ahead and, and try to fuse. So their supreme, their destroyer guy tosses down the earrings to their two fighters there, and just when they're about to kind of do it and get it together, gets interrupted. Um, <laughs> which I kind of liked. You know, I like the fact that they said, "Okay, hey, you know what? It's, chances are there's going to be another universe that wants to go for this thing." But we don't really care about that other universe, do we? So they didn't waste our time by having them do it. They had them attempt to do it. Kefla runs into them, accidentally destroys the Botar earrings. So now, you know, they can't fuse. Good enough. Fair enough. So then finally, after who knows how many freaking episodes, we review, we revisit uh, Android 18 and we see that she's, you know, tying her shoes or something or she's she has a little bit of a bru She has a little bit of a bruise on her leg. She's just kind of checking it out. So <laughs> our little our, our Sega Genesis superhero guy uh, shows up, tries to attack her. <clears throat> Android 17 comes out of nowhere and catches his hand, you know, once again. Android 17, man, right? Don't count him out because we still don't know how strong he is. And he has been doing some pretty amazing shit. So uh, I'm glad they showed them. He basically, you know, it's just just a quick little scene. He comes in, he, he catches this guy <laughs> one really good time in the gut and just kind of blasts him away. Um, it doesn't seem like he knocked him out of the ring. I don't know why he didn't. But okay. And Android 18 catches a little attitude with him and he walks off. <laughs> so then we go back to Kefla and Super Saiyan God Goku. Of which she's still kind of lighting him up at this point. She sends this one big sort of uh, 
key blast energy ball thing at him. Um, you know, it caused a pretty big explosion. Everybody's kind of wondering what's going on here. We're getting some commentary from the sidelines, kind of building some tension here. Just kind of reassuring us that that was a pretty significant blast. Champa's saying, hey, go ahead and knock him out. Beerus is saying, damn it all. And then we get <clears throat> the smoke clears. And of course, we see standing there Super Saiyan Blue Goku, because we knew that was coming at some point, thanks to the title <laughs> of the episode. But we also know it's going to get beaten thanks to the freaking episode. But it's nice to see it again. It's nice to see him build back up to this. Once again, it's felt like it's been a very long time since we've seen Super Saiyan Blue because it's just been multiple episodes since we've seen it. But in their time, it's been a couple minutes, <laughs> you know, and that's what's so weird about this because everybody's like, oh, he's back at Blue now as if it's been like three days. But, you know, it's a show, whatever. <laughs> So we got Goku standing there, Super Saiyan Blue, looking completely badass. Uh, and this finally, I guess, gives Kefla an excuse to power up the Super Saiyan, which we knew was going to come at some point. So, yeah, we get that. So now we got Super Saiyan Blue Goku versus Super Saiyan Kefla. And, uh, you know, in all normal sort of circumstances, this still shouldn't have been a fight. You know, Goku should still be so much more powerful than this. These level one Super Saiyans or level two, I guess, Kalifla is. But but Kefla's not level two, right? Like, I'm I, I'm pretty sure Kefla's just regular Super Saiyan because uh, Kale never went Super Saiyan two. But who knows? Like, the uh, Kale's powers are so different than the other Saiyans. She's got this legendary form and. I don't who knows if they can even go up to another level at that point. Right. Because it was just the last episode or the one before where they were talking about we're going to go Super Saiyan three. Who knows if Kale can even go Super Saiyan three. We've never seen Broly do that. Right. I don't think we've seen Broly go to a level two. We certainly haven't seen him go to a level three. I, I'm thinking and hoping that that power is its own thing, that it doesn't necessarily can't necessarily be upgraded because I don't know. It just seems kind of silly. So, uh, so yeah, we get we get these two just kind of squaring off at each other, and right, and they kind of reiterate the fact that even that even though that Goku is at Super Saiyan Blue now, he's still not at full power. So that's their way of sort of justifying that he would still have a hard time with Super Saiyan Kefla in this in this moment. And you know, I I just talked about it. I think I'm okay with that. You know, why not? Because they have done a pretty good job of, of, of reminding us that his power level is not, you know, he's not at back at full strength. Now, I got curious while I was watching this fight, right? Because once again, when we, talk, we talked about this a good bit on the last episode, you know, there was this revelation that came about to me that the animation is actually being changed from the Japanese version to the American one because of different rules and standards when it comes to. Uh, the presentation of the show and how many flashing images there are and how fast it is and how many frames there are because of people who are uh, have epilepsy. Right. So now it's gotten to the point now it actually kind of distracts me when I'm watching the episode because I'm watching a fight scene and I'm wondering, uh, is this is this an example of this? You know, am I am I watching a lesser version 
of a fight scene. So right at this moment here where this Super Saiyan Blue Goku starts fighting Super Saiyan Kefla, I just could, it was almost like I could tell. <laughs> so I switched over, I went and I looked up the Japanese version and I rewatched that scene and sure enough, the English dub has, is cutting frames out, you know, and it's just, huh. I mean, I get it. No disrespect to anyone who suffers from that issue, but you know, there's just got to be a better solution, right? I don't want to have to switch over to the Japanese dub just to see a better version of an animated scene. I, I shouldn't have to do all that, right? Anyway, it happened again here. <laughs> okay. It wasn't as bad. They, I feel like they didn't take out as many frames as they did with some of the other sequences that we saw. And I, I did actually share that post on the Facebook page, uh, but it still wasn't, you know, everything it should have been. Uh, and it happens a couple times throughout this fight. Anytime they pretty much get together and they throw in these super fast punches, they're, they're kind of cutting that down. And you can kind of see some of the choppiness in there. So they start launching these blasts at each other. And once again, you can tell that they cut some of the frames out because it's just it's, it's kind of stuttery. It's got a this this stuttering choppiness to it that I just don't like. But whatever, I guess. Uh, we revisit Jiren for a moment to see that this is actually kind of waking him up a little bit. So he's starting to take a little bit of an interest. We go over to Vegeta and Top. Uh, Vegeta throws Top and he makes a comment about, okay, you know, Goku finally went blue again. So, you know, <laughs> it's about time. And then, and then we see some more fast shots that just kind of look like shit where they just kind of loop the animation back and forth just, you know, for the sake of... Uh, uh, then Kefla makes some comment about want to see me go blue and I'm like shut up just shut up the answer is no <laughs> we don't want to see that okay we don't <laughs> Um. so let's see yeah so Kefla charges up this interesting looking death ball beam and Goku powers up he brings the Kaoken on top of blue Smacks it away. Uh, the Grand Zenos seem to be in awe of it. We even get some commentary from Frieza here. Just kind of saying that it's an impressive battle to watch. Uh, I'm with you there, Frieza. I've been enjoying Frieza's commentary <laughs> and his dialogue this entire arc. Uh, and then we go back to the sidelines. Beerus says that Goku is overextending himself and he's mentioning the KO can on top of the blue and he's powering up too fast and it's like it's working now, but it's going to cause him trouble later on. And sure enough, I'm sure it will. Uh, and I like the fact that they're acknowledging that. But of course, we says he is aware of the dangers of it, but he must have felt like it was his own. You know, he didn't have another choice. <laughs> I, I, I love slash hate that. Kefla actually, well, Kefla's getting very, she's getting all pumped up because, well, she's saying like, this is the sweetest fight I've ever had. And she's getting excited about it, which is totally fine because, you know, this is a saying. We've got two sayings here. That, that's fine. <laughs> but she says, she says, freaking A, man. And that is such a American uh, phrase, which I, I, I'm not complaining about it. It's just usually they don't get that crazy with the Americanized sort of uh, slang. I think that would be, <laughs> you know, she says freaking a man. And I'm like, man, like, first of all, I don't know. Last time I heard somebody say that in real life, but you know, it's just a little bit odd that they would go that far with 
to introduce sort of an American sort of slang term phrase into the show. I just thought that was interesting, so I felt like I had to comment on it. Uh, so we get some stuff going home. We get some fighting. Uh, Goku sort of disappears, lands a pretty good punch on Kefla, knocks her back into some rocks. Um, and I've said this before, man. I just, I love, love, love what the way Super Saiyan Blue with the Kaoken looks is just the red and the blues look great. The way they handle the, sh- the lighting and the shadows and it kind of reflects off of his skin and they kind of his, you know, it's just, it's just, it just looks awesome. Um, so after Kefla gets knocked into these rocks, man, Champa screams and I'm thinking the <laughs> whoever the voice actor is for Champa in this little moment when he's just yelling at her I'm thinking he must have passed out after that because that dude must have been really pushing his voice to the max because that Champa voice has got to be <laughs> hard enough to do you know but to scream the way he was screaming I'm thinking oh man and then Kefla's just like, shut up. Shut the, she, no, she tells him to shut the hell up. And I'm like, ooh. That's like the second or third time that she's like reacted to Champa that way. And we don't get to see his reaction. But we've never, Champa's never come across as the kind of destroyer god who would just take something like that. <laughs> Anytime we saw anyone else, you know, Frost or anybody kind of get at least bit of an attitude with Champa, he was like, I'll destroy you. You know, don't mess with me. But. We don't see anything, any sort of reaction from from Kefla. So I don't know. Um, so, yeah, she gets back up. Uh, we get a little bit of, 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 of talk here. You're just talking about the power and conservation and what's, you know, little their little commentary on the side. And we, we get Kefla launching a blast at Goku. Goku launches one back. Uh, but she uses this opportunity to kind of teleport behind him. And kind of kicks the shit out of him. I mean, kicks the shit out of him. Not only does she kick the shit out of him, she kicks the Kaoken, the Super Saiyan Blue, and everything else out of him too. So now we basically got a base Goku basically kind of just laid out on the ground. Okay? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard right. Super Saiyan Kefla kicked Super Saiyan Blue Kaoken Goku one time and knocked him all the way back down to his base form that just happened it's okay though once again he wasn't supposed to go to that level as quickly as he did he's not at full strength yada 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 the kaoken takes a big toll on his body yada 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 so the super saiyan blue yada 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 plus she was behind him yada 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 i guess we can kind of justify and explain it however we want to okay fair enough so she says it's time to take the plunge, Goku. You know what that means. At this point, she decides she wants to try to knock him out of the ring. Uh, he does move a little bit. He's kind of struggling to get up. Uh, and he says this, oh, this isn't over yet, Kefla. So at this moment, she we get a little bit of talk on the sidelines. And then she decides she's going to launch a couple of those little balls at him and uh you know the 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 little energy balls fly at him and then all of a sudden the screen goes black and we sort of see this slow-mo kind of sequence of goku's hair moving up 
and the little blue aura starts to appear and ladies and gentlemen here we go we've just watched goku go ultra instinct once again we knew it was a matter of time before it came back right we i didn't know when it was going to come back i mean i you know but obviously it was going to come back so this is a pretty good moment and i got really excited when this happened <laughs> i did because i've had enough of kefla for 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 supreme kai's sake i've had enough of kefla okay so hopefully this will turn the tides and she launches some more blasts at him and then we kind of really get to see this ultra instinct in action right we're just seeing goku standing there with his eyes closed just dodging these things one by one one by one now my only sort of concern here about ultra instinct is that i'm not sure that they've done a good enough job of showing how this is different from just regular super speed or being able to sense energy attacks right because this is something that they've been able to do for a long time <laughs> we've seen characters dodge attacks before you know that could just be super speed and it stands to reason that some of these characters can probably even do it with their eyes closed i mean we watched gohan in the destroyer tournament fight a guy uh when he was poisoned and he couldn't see right we saw that so I, I think I just need a little bit more of something here to just make it a little bit more clear that there's something much more strong going on here with this Ultra Instinct than just regular super speed and heightened senses. Because it seems like that seems like something that they've all sort of had for a long time. Right. So, you know, hopefully by the time this arc is over, we'll see. We'll see more. But hey, needless to say, it looked awesome. It looks incredible. You know, Goku just kind of stands up and he opens his eyes and there's this, this, you know, the aura comes back and it's just fucking sweet. <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing else to say about it. It just looks awesome. So he's kind of staying in. Of course, everyone has to get their 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 commentary in on it. You know, uh oh, he's taking that form again. Yeah, that glow. It's, you know, unmistakable. Uh yeah, and of course, Weiss comments on it and they say, hey, autonomous ultra instinct. Um, very interesting that they keep you saying autonomous. This is just one of those things that I'm just kind of wondering. In, in, the, in the Japanese version, was it called autonomous ultra instinct or was it just called ultra instinct? You know, because I they keep, you know, Beerus keeps referring to it as that, but you don't really see that anywhere else. You just see ultra instinct. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, we've got Ultra Instinct Goku standing there looking completely badass, and hopefully we get to see the full range of abilities that Goku now has with this, and hopefully he just knocks Kefla's ass out of the ring after beating her to a pulp, because I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm pretty much tired of these Universe 6 Saiyans right now, okay? So hopefully that'll happen, I don't know. Anyway, what do you think about that? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Of course, this episode is going up right before the new episode airs. So it's not like we have a long time to wait to find out what happens. <laughs> okay. And I'm sorry. I'm really going to try to get back on the schedule with you guys because it kind of doesn't even make sense for you to send me an email about this episode with your thoughts on it because tomorrow we'll kind of have the answers to it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just kind of doing my usual thing here anyway. Uh, head over to Facebook page, like it, keep an eye out for the Patreon stuff that's coming very soon. I'm 
working hard to get all this stuff up for you guys as well as uh you know just just working on a lot of other uh, other things there so i also want to try to get back on facebook and do a facebook live or something like that at some point uh so keep your eye out on the page over there go like it share it all that good stuff uh that about does it guys a little bit shorter episode for you this week i only have one email we kind of got straight to the point in and out uh so until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater and i'll see you guys next time keep on rocking the dragon